Welcome, Elder Emos, on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast. Join your Elder Emos team, Brittany and Samet, as they sit down with the guys of Blueprint. What's up, guys? Good to have you guys. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, Devin has been talking so highly of you guys since the first day we met him to check you guys out. So the fact that we could finally connect and make this happen is amazing. So thank you guys for spending some time with us. I know you guys are super busy with all kinds of things that you've got going up. So thank you for giving us an hour of your time on a Saturday. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for your time. So, of course, of course. So the way that we always love to start our interviews and everything out with is to introduce everybody to you guys. We know that you guys are Blueprint. So talk to us about the name, how you guys met. What's what's the story of Blueprint? Give us the background on that. Is that okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Blueprint started three, four, three and a half years ago, I think four years ago, probably about now. Um, but the origin story of Blueprint, we were in a band in high school, us three. Uh, we've known each other since eighth grade. Um, that's, I think that's what makes us um, such a such a great, you know, band and, and stuff like that. And we work well with each other. And we have a, a really, really good chemistry. And, um, but that, we were in a band called uh, Arosen in high school, played a bunch of shows. And uh, as well, um, then we moved to Colorado. Um, all three of us did. All three of us yeah. made the move to Colorado. Yeah, and then once we did, wow. a couple of years went by. We were, me and him were actually in a band called uh, the Comic Good with Metal Man. And he sang, and he screamed, and we were doing that for a while. And I one day I kind of just like started. I broke, uh, broke out the acoustic guitar at my place and started writing some music. And I was really big into like Neck Deep and State Champs at the time. I was really into like really positive pop punk, hypey kind of stuff. And I just started writing, and I wrote the answers. Happened to be like our first music video of the song we put out as a band. Um, so I mean that's pretty much kind of like summed up in a, in a couple minutes, you know, in a nutshell. Because I mean there's a lot, there's a lot there. I mean we've known each other for a very long, really long time and been through a lot of stuff, you know, gains, losses, and that kind of thing. So that's why uh, Blueprint is is so important to me, near dear to me in my heart at this point because it's it's what's evolved from something that uh, you know what it's about. It's about having fun friends and making something creative and something that's going to last a, you know, a lifetime you know, on. so basically Blueprint has been around since 2018 but we've the three of us have known each other forever and we've been jamming forever so that's basically it yeah that's awesome so where did the name come from how did you guys get that name uh, Josh and I um, definitely would we're ping-ponging names back and forth, and Tyler and our other member that was in the band uh, for a while, Keaton as well. But that name really resonated with Josh um, with all the songs that he was writing that ended up being on our first EP. Um, so basically, Josh came up with that, and we all loved it. Yeah, it kind of correlates with All I've Done, which is our first EP that we put out as a band. Uh, we did that at the Blasting Room uh, in Fort Collins, which is uh, a really amazing place. Um, and Andrew Berlin actually did the engineering on that. Uh, had a blast with them as well. Uh, 
And I think it kind of resonated all I've done because Blueprint really, to me, in my mind, kind of was the fundamentals. It was the bones. It was the structure of, like, the things that have made me who I am today. And that's how I came up with all I've done. And that was, like, the second song I started writing after the answer. So it was a lot of more, like, self, you know, like, soul searching kind of thing. to your life. Yeah, like the blueprint. And I it, love that. And like you said, we ping pong back and forth with some, and I, I kept coming back to that one. And, and without the E, though, because I look, you know, there's a bunch of blueprints here and there online, here, yada, yada, and I'm like, I had the idea to take out the E, because, I mean, it's still blueprint. I'm like, yeah, that looks dope, actually. And it, it stuck. And, um, Oh, it fits us well. Yeah. It fits the music well. I'm glad that we uh, stuck with the name. Because every every band you start off, yeah. like the name's always it's always weird. I feel like that if you're in that position because you don't know at the time because it's not, it's just you don't you never know until you know because the name doesn't define the band. The band defines the name. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that's what I'm really, really really trying to go for. Yeah, I think it fits the style of music too, which is windows down, driving. You know, having. Having a crappy day, and you put you know put some blueprint on, or the kind of music that we're, we're trying to you know convey uh, convey to the listener, you know, is easy listening, it's happy and positive. Because you know? that that's how I you know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, and love it. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I think with your name, the way that you have it dropping the e, it makes it it makes it unique in the sense that it's kind of unforgettable at the same time because it's like it's blueprint without the e. So it's not like right. the normal thing because I know when I first heard your heard your name, I was definitely doing it with the E. They they spell it with an E on the fly, and we're like, all right, you know what I mean? So <laughs> most of the time, it's 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 uh, you know kind of figured out. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure we all told our family members, our immediate family, they didn't have to do the first like a year and a half, and they finally all caught on, but. We get it, we get it, but mm -hmm. it does look cool aesthetically. But yeah, we got a lot of really cool merch uh, in the works and stuff we're coming out with. So you kind of see, I guess, see that name and how it's stuck and how it looks on that. It kind of it's meant to be. So talking about merch, you said you got new merch and stuff coming out. Is there? Can you tell us when we can expect that, or is that still kind of under wraps? Yeah, we're gonna drop uh, most of it at the. Um, single release show March 26th here in Illinois so we'll we'll roll it out in person then all the fans that are there will get first shots at it and then we're going to put it online so by the end of March people will be able to buy the new merch online mm -hmm. that's exciting so you heard it here never done. at the end of March <laughs> yeah we'll do it we'll roll it out on Facebook first okay so I have to remember that Brittany mental note yep. have to remember that yep. got it Got it. Um, well, that's awesome. Sounds like you guys. So you guys have been playing for a while. You guys have been together for a while, and I think it's interesting. So a lot of other bands that we've talked to, when you guys were talking about doing like the hardcore type of thing and like the metal side of things, so many of the bands that we're talking to now, that's what they started in, and then transitioned into the genre. Well, it's something about. I think it kind of goes for uh, the millennial, that age group late 20s to early 30s right now in this day and age a lot of those kids like us came from that kind of post-hardcore you know a day to remember Devil Wears Prada Chiodos type of warp tour influence and now it's definitely where we all kind of came from but growing up we started to really dig into the rock and the pop punk side of things and 
maybe the lighter side of things, but not all the time, you know. Emotional music is really what we go for. So a lot of those things that we learned for being in heavy bands definitely sticks with us uh, today for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's let me let me ask you guys this, speaking of that, because it, it leads into a couple of things we're going to talk about, too. But talking about being like the elder millennials growing up in that in that whole era, the scenery and things that we did being the age that we are. Um, yeah. The scene right now is making a huge comeback just right. randomly out of nowhere. Like scary kids, scaring kids is dropping is dropping new music. Alexis on fire is dropping new music. Mayday's touring. Uh, Thrice is getting ready to tour. Like, there's just so many things that are happening right now. So, which I think is pretty cool. Oh yeah. So, what do you think about this comeback era that's happening right now? What do you guys think about that? I think it's people are big. I think in COVID too, like people are looking for relief. Nostalgia is like the best drug, and I think a lot of it plays in nostalgia and just kind of getting back to a lot of people's roots and what makes them feel happy. It reminds them of, you know, a lot of people have struggled lately, so it reminds them of better days. And, you know, when bands see a spike like that, it obviously raises the hopes of the band that they can keep going or give it another shot or do another tour or, you know, put more music out. Because I think things now, especially in like the emo realm, are more demand than ever. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, sorry, I think like healthy controversy artists like MGK and stuff like that, putting out pop punk music, I think it's good for the genre, honestly, because it just makes people want to listen to more music that is similar to that. And that's only good for all of us. So. Oh, completely. We had our emo sleepover last night, and that's what I was trying to explain to the girls in our live event last night. And most of them didn't agree with me, but I firmly that's- agree with you. Britney yeah, might think otherwise. <laughs> I'm not saying all the songs are great. I'm not. Some of them are okay, but I just think that if it's going to put eyes in front of the genre, then it can only be good at this point. Yeah, like my my little sister's 15, so like when I explained to her that band, you know, what bands are playing our show or what bands we're going on tour with, or, you know, she asked me like, does it sound like MGK? And I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and that's enough of an intro for me to like get younger people listening. Well, yeah, I mean, I listen to uh, like like Sleeping with Sirens and Boys Like Girls, and as well as Alexandria and Memphis Mayfire and like Atreyu and all kinds of other bands too. So, but then you know now I'm listening to like the band Camino and a lot of more like um, there's this band called The Strike that I've been listening to the past couple of days. That's really amazing and like the midnight kind of, kind of feel. Um, so it's just weird how like. The transition of time through music, through the scenes, you know, I think it's more accepted. Which I, I oh yeah, you know, it's more accepted. You know, MGK did have a track with Kellen Quinn on it, so no, like people actually like people like us, you know, that have heard that name before, and people, you know, they were on the Ellen Show and played the play that one of the songs, and Kellen was on. It was that I think that's pretty big. I mean, that wouldn't have happened ten years ago. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and Kellen you know, right now. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, doing features on a lot of places. Travis Barker is the drummer for everybody now, and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, is there saturation? Sure. Bringing stuff I mean, together, which is, I mean, that's what music's focus. But overall, I think it's great that it's coming back a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and the, we are too and not only that but a lot of the like the the bands that we've discovered it's all the same thing everybody's kind of in the same genre and it's just like it's like our our entire scene took a five to seven year hiatus like in local scene and everything else and like now it's like all right we're back we're in full force and we're taking our scene back and it's just like the music's so good the like it's just it's insane and like especially being on tiktok because tiktok's now like if you can hit your algorithm just right your music's going everywhere yeah, yeah, the ability to go viral on TikTok is, it has the best algorithm out of any social media, at least currently. It's the quickest app to like a billion users. And there's, uh, you know, we came to the realization that there's no reason we shouldn't be utilizing it. Because if it means more people get to listen to our music, that's what we're all about. Oh, yeah. So, you guys were, let me ask this question, aging myself. Um, and Brittany, did you you guys were around during the MySpace era, correct? Like, did you guys have MySpace? Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. We had like, eighth grade. Uh, Zeng was Zenga. I think I remember. We that. were in the, we were in the MySpace era. We were in the MySpace era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, a special like song that you would you play. Could have your top songs. Yeah, I had like Under Oath and iTunes well, so, back in the day. Apple so Apple. you're leading into my next question when you're talking yeah. about that. So, back in the day when we had MySpace, the biggest thing about your MySpace was what your profile song was. Like, that song would tell everybody what your personality was. It didn't care who you were. You could have everything else in there. It was your profile song. So, we got asked this in a lot, and we've been asking bands this, and it's been a great question. But if you guys had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? Uh, you pulled it on me. I thought you were going to ask what it was back then. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure mine was, question, mine was like Downside Go by Underworld or something. Like super emo, like super screen. Like, don't like, ever talk to me. And like, no. I mean, you can tell us both. You <laughs> <laughs> remember what it was. Mine would probably be one of those same songs today. I listen to the same shit still. So, uh, what would be my... It would either be like some crazy unheard of hip hop song or like a Hawthorne Heights song. Honestly, Hawthorne Heights is still my favorite band after 12 years. So it'd probably be like Pens and Needles or something. I don't know. Something silly that it would have been the same back then. I don't know. Josh, Josh showed me a song last week uh, from this band called Shre- uh, Treasures. And the song is called Noodles. And I've been jamming that like every single day. It's so dope. It's got like technical guitar. It's like Polyphia. But, but there's saxophone. Yeah, saxophone. And they're screaming. And I've been listening to it every day for the past week. So if I currently had a MySpace in 2022, I think that would be my purpose. Noodles. <laughs> okay. Noodles. Check it out. Noodles. Definitely have to look such a up. catchy name. <laughs> yeah. Um, my MySpace song. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, would definitely be the Dangerous Summer Permanent Ring. That song. Ooh, good song. Is I don't know why. I, it's just the. It comes up on my Spotify. I shuffle a lot. It's in my like songs on Spotify and stuff. And it, I don't know. It's it's a song that whatever mood I'm in and I hear, it kind of puts me in a better mood. It's got that kind of like melancholy, like bittersweet, positive feel to it. And I don't know. That's the 
that's kind of like that would be the song. The Dangerous Summer just played locally uh, yesterday in the United States. I remember when the Dangerous Summer, when Brittany and I were in the scene in Maryland, when they were just very still new. Not they from Baltimore? Very new. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to see them at a local show because way back when we were also we were music promoters way back when so we were always going to shows and stuff and they they were they were at some of the local shows we went to so it's really exciting to see them now does he have mercy that area too um I don't know they play uh, they play uh, Dangerous Summer released a live album and they were on tour when they were on tour with Have Mercy um so I was just curious, but yeah, I'm not sure. I think the kids in the Danger Summer were like in high school then, like still touring, still doing their thing when they were coming out of Maryland. Yeah, Maryland up north around the Baltimore area has a great music scene. It's an underground scene, but it's a great scene. I mean, you got Good Charlotte out of it. You got All Time Low, Dangerous yeah. Summer. All we are years. we are currently preparing. Um, ourselves to play Dear Maria by All Time Low for our show coming up as one of our couples. Are you really? Okay, that's like the yeah. Euro anthem. Like, you hear the first two strings of that, and you're What's like, that? yep, Did count me off? in. Speaking of Hawthorne Heights over there, talking about being one of your favorite bands. We are currently in conversation with getting them on the show. We've been talking to them for the past week. Yeah, you so. definitely should. We uh, we have a close kind of friend, a band friend. Our producer Mark Rose is real close to them, so we've been able to chat with them. Um, kind of gotten to know them through shows. We've played with them a couple times, and uh, they may or may not be on our new record. We aren't. Yeah, there may be something cool here. They might be on it. They might not. <laughs> they may or may not be on our podcast either. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, so it's he, fine. He might sing on a song. He might not. We aren't yeah. sure yet. Yeah, he might have already recorded it, but he might not have. <laughs> yeah, we may or may not be talking dates, but we haven't settled on anything. So, yeah, but um, experience with him, and we're not going to say we're like best friends with him. No. We're not, but no. every experience with him we've had it's been good and we've learned a lot from them because those guys went from like the humongous band our biggest band in the scene to like barely playing at all to reinventing themselves now so it's a you know they they got back into this whole nostalgia emo thing at the right time and kind of held strong during the down years and they're still doing their thing and they haven't compromised their sound or who they are so that's why i respect them because they just they like buckled down when things were tough and this kind of music kept going and then they came out on the other side. I feel like they're the godfathers of emo. Yeah, well, for sure. And they That's never it. switched up. No. Even their new record, it's emo music. It sounds like Halton Heights. And can I also tell you that JT on in, on TikTok is freaking hilarious. Yeah, I like, see that. Yeah. He answers the that, And he ran with it. Yeah. It's so no, we good. played a couple. We played a couple shows with those guys in high were, school. Yeah, they were all small interactions, but all the interactions that we did have were just 
great, like really nice guys. So. I could see that. I could see that just by the interact, like the brief interactions that we've had just in conversation with them. They're, they're super cool. They're super dope. Um, so talk to us about speaking of Hawthorne Heights, we know that you guys have played with Hawthorne Heights and kind of bring up that conversation. What are some of your biggest influences for you guys individually as a band? What are, what are some of the ones that really influence what you do? Well, individually, that could all be our own thing. But as a band, I like to tell people, I don't know if they've heard of the band Cartel. But oh my just God, the I forgot about Cartel. Yeah, and that's a lot of people's reaction is, oh, I forgot about those guys. Those I listen to them all the time. But the reason I say them is specific is just because the three of us, as we mentioned before growing up together, that was the band that the three of us used to bond over. So, and, and the type of music translates to what we're writing with Blueprint, so... I think as a band, they stand out. Yeah, I always tell people when they ask, like, what, what kind of, what do you guys sound like? And I'm like, it's like the shit you listen to in high school. And you typically get it after hearing it for a little bit because it's the like the stuff that was cool for then mm-hmm. starting to be cool now and then, which is funny because I feel like we went through this like whirlwind of indie music and all these different directions of genres, and then now we're like dialing back into like sad boy, you know. And obviously, there's you know the obvious ones like Fall Out Boy, you know, Blink A Two, Offspring, you know, Take Back Sunday, stuff like that. You know, all did a lot for us. Yeah, Patrick Stump changed. Did remember uh, changed my uh, perception of of vocals, like like and runs and things like that. Like I, they put out this live Phoenix DVD um, way back when they were. I think they were on tour with Paramore. It was at the Civic Center in California or Arizona or something. But anyways, I watched that on repeat days and days, weeks on end all the time because it was so great. And I was watching a vocalist be able to play guitar, sing, do all that stuff, sing on key, you know, interact with the crowd and not miss a beat. It's like, geez, man, he wasn't on key. And I kind of looked up to him at, at a point. You know, so he's always a big, a big influence. Um, I'm going to have to pick one. And uh, I mean, for Blueprint, for me, at the time I was listening to State Champs a lot. I still do, and I don't know what it is, but I oh, I love their music, and uh, they listen to them a lot. And that first EP they put out uh, kind of got me into that kind of genre of music and wanted to play it. And, you know, there, and there I went. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, I just discovered State Champs not that long ago through TikTok, mm-hmm. and they're very. They have a very nostalgia feel to them, too. Yeah, that's good. It's very exciting for an elder emo, because it's like everything everything came full circle. From where it was, yeah. like, when we were in high school during the MySpace days, now we're coming here, and it's just like, everything that was that we had back then is making a comeback. Except it, it kind of hurts my soul when people come up to me, and they're like, oh my god, do you know that MDK discovered Travis Barker? And I'm like, this is a joke, right? Yeah. And yeah, when we get to the nuances of it like that, I totally agree with you. Like people need to do the research and get what's what, you know, or, or how they think that uh, Post Malone discovered Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that one was hilarious. <laughs> that because it's like at that point you just like that's too far gone. You just move on to the next topic. Then. It's like this is this like no problem. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne was causing chaos before they were even born. 
Yeah, like the MGK and Travis Barker thing, like that's cool, but like I don't know. If I was Ozzy, I would. Man, we're talking about Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, but Ozzy Osbourne, I don't know. That'd be like disrespect to me. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he was causing chaos before Post Malone was born too. Not just these kids thinking that, you know. You know what's funny is like Post Malone would be just as offended at that because he's for sure, for sure. He'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> so we've we've had quite a few interviews and everything come prior to this, and we've talked with a lot of different bands out of a lot of different places. And one of the bands that we talked to is Friend Circle out of New Jersey. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. It's Friend Circle, all capital letters, no vowels. That's how they introduce themselves. Yeah, I and think our manager. Is that a cat? <laughs> yes, it's my cat. I say I heard a cat, and I'm like, where? It's not one of mine. He's stuck in this room with me. Hold on, I'm gonna go let him out. Um, just a little bit. You guys continue. No. <laughs> we we were interviewing them and talking to them, and like we talk about how every time we do these interviews, we get super nervous coming into these because like you guys are incredible. Like we're fans of your music and everything. So when you're like, yeah, let's do it, and then interview happens, we fangirl like at the end of the just- day. I mean, I think all of us get nerves doing anything at all, like, (laughs) that involves, like, being in front of a camera or anything, so, like, you know, I'm sure. Which is is what everybody says, but it's like, we we freak out a little bit more, because... Uh, It's a humbling feeling. It's a feeling that you don't really get, you know, very often. That's why it's kind of, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, he was, we were talking to them, and he was like, yeah, like, we're having fun, and, like, this is one of the better interviews that we've done, because it's not, like, one of the last interviews they did, and they asked us, like, some of their weirdest questions so we asked him give us an example of what like those questions are so he told us what this question was and we took it and have asked him in every single interview since and it has been hysterical nothing like odd questions so the question they got asked that i'm gonna challenge you guys and ask is if you could be any sandwich which sandwich would you be Jeez. I need some time for that one. You guys go first. I'd be I would be an Italian beef. Just like cheese or no cheese. Cheese. So it's basically like be in a hot tub of au jus. And as a stoner. That sounds great. That's, That's a good, good answer. answer. <laughs> really well, we're from we're from an hour south of Chicago originally, so I mean Portillo's is a big staple. Like when you think of Italian beef, that's what I think. Yeah, and if yeah, someone yeah. could take my body and dip me into a bath and find some hot peppers and jardinera yeah. in there, that's my sitting in a hot tub oh of ajou kills me. Yeah, that's a follow up. You know what scene? Oh God. I mean, I just I want to pick a Jimmy John sandwich. Let's right, that's freaking <laughs> That's a cop out. <laughs> he said, that, I don't know. He picked a good, like a staple <laughs> one, like an Italian meatball sandwich or like a tuna melt or like a PBJ or a chicken sandwich. Like, what are you? I was going to say a Philly cheesesteak. Man. <laughs> Piggybacking off of him. <laughs> yeah. But would Hoping you be. You get fried on a. Chicken cheesesteak or would you be a regular cheesesteak? Oh, you gotta go regular. Regular cheesesteaks, for sure. With peppers, cheese, 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 c
Cheese Whiz or Provolone? Oh, you guys eat those Cheese Whiz. I'll tell you real quick. These guys left me in Philly on that tour with Ryan. They all went to go get Italian beef, and I was I was having like drinks six, that night. Seven and I was looking so forward to having a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, and it didn't happen. So he's trying to get away from answering his sandwich. Well, yeah. uh, I'm a. I'm, is a burger? No, he's just saying how disappointed he is that you guys left him and he couldn't get it. But he also yeah. can't claim to be a Philly cheesesteak because he's never <laughs> had one. Right. Not in Philly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's yeah. I'm going to have a yeah. Philly cheesesteak. Is a cheeseburger classified as a sandwich? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but this is going to go back to the argument of whether or not a hot dog's a sandwich. Yeah, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hot dog's a sandwich. If you go to a restaurant, they don't put burgers under sandwiches. They put it under burgers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, they also yes. don't put hot dogs under no, sandwiches either. That's exactly right. Um, no. Oh, damn. Then Just because it's on bread does not make it a sandwich. Well, I don't know. We could be able to consider a burger a sandwich because New Haven said he would be a Texas tenderloin on a donut bun. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll take okay. a, we'll take a burger. Okay, because that's like my main go-to is cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers all day. Any kind, any any bacon, any kind of cheese, whatever. If you don't put bacon on your burger, you're a psychopath. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I'd have to go. I think that's a sol- I think that's a solid answer. You need to hand That's staying true, true to myself. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, yeah, if I get a hamburger and there's no cheese on it, I'm yeah. Who's going to get it? Okay, that? so I eat, I eat hamburgers. I don't like cheese on my burger, but I'm also Italian, and I eat cheese on everything, but I don't like it on my burger. What? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. That's fine. I'll allow it. What do you mean? I was going to say, don't come at me for my hamburgers. It's just as good. Now, if you stuff that burger with cheese, I'm going to eat it. Just don't put a slice of cheese on top. Oh, that's a that's a good way to go. Or smash burger. I've had a stuffed burger before. That's good. We also have a place down here in North Carolina called Munchies, where they make like burgers that have like it's burger, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno peppers, French fries, onion rings, brisket, bacon, and all of that in one. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, it's, it's all, all in one. one. Try to they put a little toothpick on top. Yeah. Make you sign a waiver. They well, they have <laughs> challenges for that, so you can you can sign up for the challenge. If you right. can eat, they said if you can eat three of those sandwiches, then you get to make your own, and it'll be on their menu. Yeah. Was that on Man vs. Food? I feel like I saw that no. before. We're also right next to a college. It's oh. like the stoner restaurant of where I'm at. I'm. Well, that's why it's called Munchies, then. <laughs> they also have deep-fried everything. Oreos, Twix, Snickers, oh. Twinkies, Hostess Cakes, We're going Cookie there dough. when I come down there. Yeah, I'm going to limit myself like that. I'll feel my blood pressure go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you ever eat a lot of food and, like, you can't lot breathe all the way? That's what the sandwich is doing, It's all up your esophagus. Can't breathe. <laughs> Those are, like, softballs. <laughs> it's real good though oh yeah we also have uh, insomnia cookies where they'll deliver hot fresh cookies to your door up until 3am so yeah we had that life we moved to somewhere where that life doesn't exist 
I didn't we lived in a city until we moved down. Until I moved down here, and it's amazing. That was like my favorite thing. Oh, shit delivered here. Nothing. Here, now I'm just a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Yeah. Grabbing a slice on the... With, with cheese Whiz, not provolone. I'm just chilling in that bathroom. I'm not a huge fan of Philly cheesesteaks from Philly. All right, now I'm hungry, guys. All right, I'm hungry, and I just ate. Yeah, we all just ate. <laughs> I said I'm hungry. I'm hungry. It's like, okay, guys, we're going to end this interview early. I'm going to go get some food. We'll be back in 20. <laughs> next to me, what do you want from Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, really? Uh, nah. If you say anything yeah. other than chicken. Ranch. Oh, yeah. No, I, you can't go to Sorry. Buffalo Wild Wings and get a burger. Because, A, if it's trash, you shouldn't even be allowed to get your money back. Like, you came there and got a burger. Like, my mom will go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get a wrap. And then say it's bad. I'm like, yeah, they should do it on purpose to make it bad. You gotta get wings. <laughs> Some buffalo wild rats. I've, I've, I've now been attacked uh, unintentionally twice in this interview. <laughs> yeah, we can skip hey, the part where yeah, you say that your celebrities are You're rats. breaking the rules, not us, to be fair. I should have prefaced before, but, you know, it's fine. Let, yeah. let me guess. She likes no cheese on her burger and she eats rats. So. <laughs> Don't come for me. Are they at least buffalo? Are they at least buffalo chicken wrap? Oh yeah, dude. Not always. Their pepper jack, their pepper jack cheesesteak thing is really good, and I eat that with cheese. At least you're not eating hamburger at Buffalo Wild Wings. Then it's like double. Don't listen to that. I mean, I do. Oh. Please don't edit, edit this out. No. But see, like I eat cheese and everything else. Like I am. Please don't edit this out. You're gonna have to. This will be the there clip that we use for TikTok. Like, we all burgers, right? Okay, it was a good question for you guys. What burger chain? Like, what do you think has the best burger? Like, out of any place, like Culver's, good. Good times, what a burger, whatever, you know, whatever. What do you any think? Any of those places that you just mentioned. Yeah, we don't, I don't have those here. Are you talking Culver's about no. Five Guys, Culver's, any kind of burger sh- burger shop. Okay, so we do have five guys here, and they're really good. Uh, they're we really have a place good. here called PT's, PT's Grill, and they have, I heard. They have fresh char grilled burgers. All right. With lemon pepper like french fries. Don't nice. go to PT's in Denver. They do not serve. You're the man with these three big dudes just yeah. talking about food in the pockets. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. A burgers aside, the best sandwich I have ever had was at Primani Brothers in Philly. Ooh, that just sounds good. Yeah. Primani yeah. Brothers, it was, I got the Reuben. It was they're huge. a Reuben, and it had French fries on it, and sauerkraut, and the sauce, Ooh. and it was like four Ooh, inches. It was like four inches high. A marble so rye. Good. Yes, that's the one thing about. I mean, there's a lot of cool things about being in the Midwest, but there's a ton of good food here, and it like all will kill you. Like, yeah, all <laughs> it's all hard, but it tastes delicious. Oh, completely, completely. You ever go to Port Tilly? Yeah, I mean they have a lot of stuff there, but like. 
Italian beef's the first thing. The chocolate cake there is renowned. A lot of people talk about it. So if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, go to Portillo's and get some chocolate cake. They have malts, salads, ribs, all kinds of stuff. And supposedly their chocolate shakes are so good because they put mayonnaise in them. Yeah. I heard. Stop it. Dude, they're you ever had cake that has mayonnaise in it? Yeah, it's, it's, the cake's so amazing. Good. It keeps it moist. Oh, I thought you said chocolate shake with It does. Yeah. No, they said the shake. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, no. Cake, cake, cake is, is different, different because it can be substituted for the oil and the eggs. So, shake. Yes, cake is fine. Shake, I want to vomit. That sounds disgusting. Oh, no. I like credited him all. He like comes in here with that nonsense. Oh yeah, they have vanities and shakes. They're great. <laughs> like if you if you gave me this milkshake and I tried it, and it was really good, and then you told me after the fact that it had mayonnaise in it, I wouldn't be mad about it. I no, I, would, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be no, like, I'd okay, that's good. But if you hand it to me and be like, hey, here's a chocolate milkshake that's got an entire bottle of Hellman's in it, I'm going to be like, you've lost your mind. <laughs> well, mayonnaise is a secret ingredient. Like that, I make my grilled cheeses with mayonnaise, and my wife thinks that's I do that, too. It's better than butter. It's easy. Yeah, you, instead of the butter, yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, oh yeah. man, ugh. I can't even think of Manny's on a chocolate shake now. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to have PTSD from this interview anytime that I get one now. I'm going to be like, oh my god, is there mayonnaise in this? Excuse me, well, can you have the ingredients? remember this in your podcast for sure yeah. now. <laughs> this is for sure. Can I have nutritional facts, please? You don't want anything like that from Portillo's. And then you're going to realize you're eating like 2,000 calories in like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, see, like, we don't, where I'm at, the only thing that we've got here that's anything of any, well, it's exciting value for me, but really of any value is where, where I live in North Carolina is we're the top 10 city in the, one of the top 10 cities in the United States for craft beer. So we've got alcohol. Are you in Asheville? I guess I'm in Wilmington. Okay. I live at the beach, not the mountains. Craft beer. Yeah. Drinking a little Chicago crap. Look at that. I would love to go to Chicago. I'm not gonna just to just to say that I've been. However, I've watched all of the Chicago series like PD, Fire, and MD, and I'm I'm kinda nervous. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's I've pretty cool. As soon as you get off the plane, they give you a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> you like yeah, the, the just stay on the beach. Like the, the south side a little bit. Just stay on the north side. Well, we actually, yeah. uh, we actually live in Kentucky County. Why don't you Google that? Yeah, we're like, we're far enough south where people from Chicago, when they say we're from Chicago, they hate. Them. They're like, no, you live in. Well, why don't you go ahead and Google search Kentucky? Yeah, <laughs> but if we told you Kentucky, you'd be like, what the hell is that? We just said Chicago. Yeah. I wouldn't have known anything of where that is. I might have said bless you because it kind of sounded like you sneeze. But yeah. Um, so. Any ridiculous questions? Yeah. We want to hear more of those crazy questions. See, everybody loves these ridiculous questions. <laughs> I know. We the sandwich one. Um, okay. If you could be any dessert, which dessert would you be and why? Oh, that's a good that's Chocolate good. shake with mayonnaise in it. That's what I <laughs> no! Oh, God. Because this is basically just like, what's your favorite sandwich and what's your favorite dessert? There's right. just a spin of if you were actually inhabited this meal. 
<laughs> as a person. Or, okay, then let me ask this. If you could if you could pick any person, any person to play you in an autobiography about yourself, who would it be? I like this one. I like this one. Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> good one, good one. I'm in a glass case of emotions. Uh, what's, a, what's the one that would actually be? I gotta go Jim Carrey. He's a staple in my childhood. Like, Liar Liar and... Uh, the Grinch. Almighty, The Grinch. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I would know. I feel like I would want Joaquin Phoenix to be mine, though, because you can hand him anything to figure it out. And he'll make me sound smarter than he, he is Did you just say he would make you sound smart? He would make you sound smarter than I really am. <laughs> I was like, damn... Okay. Hey, so Smart he, he, he would take a C plus and he would make it a B plus. Okay. That's, all about it. That's fair. Probably, probably Jonah Hill for me because everyone said I have a good one. I could see it. <laughs> I could see. I was like, why does he look so familiar? That's probably what it is. <laughs> well, I'm uh, currently in poverty, Jonah Hill. He's living the better life. Think of poverty, so what you're telling me is for Halloween this year, you're going to dress up as the emo version of Jonah Hill in... Uh, From, uh... Oh, my God. Uh, no, uh, what's Johnny the one? Drum Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know. Yes, for sure. Flick the hair and everything. I'm going to be so disappointed if you don't. <laughs> I could totally see that or Seth Rogen. I could see yeah, Seth I, Rogen, I too. Tell. Yeah. It's the curly hair. Yeah. It's it must be. be. Well, and the facial hair, too. Because I've seen Seth Rogen with the facial hair. I just yeah. don't have that dry laugh. Ha, ha, ha. I'm trying to... Now you're just... Everybody keeps asking for weird questions. So now it's like I have to... Oh. Yeah, if you could live it. in any... Any era or time period, which one would it be and why? The 50s. The 50s for sure. Going yeah. to the diner, having burgers and shakes, wearing Converse. Burgers with cheese. And, well, greased over hair and just your mom cooked dinner every night and your dad would play, you know, play catch with you in the front yard. And that kind of, I don't know. It's just a simpler time. Like, if I could live in anything, it just seems like it was just, everything was just so raw and just real. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So this, that, that would be my choice. Okay. I feel like it'd be, I feel like it'd be fun to be like the age I am currently, or like in my twenties. I feel like that would be really fun. It's like, I don't know. My dad just glorifies the eighties so much, so I have this idea that it was just amazing. But I believe him. You know what I mean? Like, I bet it was a fucking awesome time. So probably the eighties for me. I don't know. I gotta stick to my guns here. I, it's funny. I just argue with my wife. Like, a good argument, but I think right now, I think I'm pretty happy because, like, the 50s, I'm driving around with no air conditioning. I can't have that. <laughs> 80s tire drives me nuts. So, I don't know, like, if I, ever had to, if I had to pick a time frame, probably, like, 2008. Right? Uh, I feel like... Did you say 2000? Yeah, like that, that was, was like, I was, that 
That's a good year. Yeah. Care about the housing <laughs> crash at all? Because I was like twelve, and like two thousand eight. The next ten years, my life was super rad. I mean, my life was still cool, but it was a good time. I graduated high school that year, so that was that was. A yeah, good year. I feel like going to high school kind of a time period that all of us did was good because we still had a little bit of that technology, but it didn't like overtake our lives. Like people. We were in high school for like 2020 and that kind of thing. I can't even imagine. So I'm kind of glad. Yeah. That we, we I wouldn't want to go to high school right now because yeah. we all acted like complete fools and yeah. we'd be on Snapchat and TikTok and all that shit. Yeah, right. It would be terrible. I talked to my brother and sister. I substitute for high school and yeah, they, yeah. Like, They're wild, let me they, tell you. Know, you. Like, <laughs> I feel like when we were in high school, it was probably the same time, around the same time as you guys. Like, we had the Facebook and all that, but there was like an unspoken rule, like you don't film all this shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Now everyone films everything, and it's like that would make me very. Mad. If it, there's no proof, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, we were like yeah. criminals or anything, but I mean, we've definitely beat up quite a few thirty racks of beer and acted crazy. Oh yeah, but I think right. it's also I think it's we've talked about this many a times before, but I think it's also weird that like. Because being in the scene and everything back in high school, like, we got made fun of a lot and picked on a lot for being those people. And it's like, now, everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, y'all would have beat my ass. <laughs> yeah, believe me, we feel all the ebbs and flows of that throughout our lifetime. We got made fun of big time in high school. Yeah, it's like yeah, people used to give us crap. It's sure. like the 21 Jump Street thing we were talking about. Yeah, I was literally getting ready to say that. Like, yeah. one street. He's like, dude, you gotta one strap it. And he's like, no, dude, everybody's everybody's double strapping, double strapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone uh, about the, no. the environment. He's like, you don't care about the environment, man. That's pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then That's he's right. like, there's the there's the goths, there's the whatever. And he's like, who the fuck are those guys? Like, <laughs> didn't even know. There's just so many more like you know groups. <laughs> My little sister was giving me crap because I wore like some tight pants to a show we played, and she was like, "People don't wear tight pants." Anymore. What's I was like, do? Yeah, they, they do. do. And she's like, "No, they don't." Like, People in high school, they don't wear those kind of pants. Well, we're not the popular kids. Yeah. We weren't popular in high school. We didn't give a crap what people were wearing. We were popular then. We're not trying exactly. to be popular now. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that in a nutshell. Like people that pick up uh, pick up on that stuff. It's like, you know. It's just, it's, where I'm wearing tight black jeans, it's just the norm. But can we also talk about how when we were in high school, the tight jeans that everybody wore were women's jeans because they did not make men's jeans in skinnies. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> Definitely. Packs on and try to look for, like, there was those zip-up hoodies for a while and black jeans and, like, vans and top toms. Yep. That and wearing the loose ties and the gloves and I did oh, the loose yeah. tie for a couple of shows, but I looked I looked at old vid- or pictures and stuff. I did the loose tie for a couple of shows. Yeah, I, we all, me and him, both have kids, and it's it's always goes my mind like when they get a little older and show them the pictures of what we look like and stress like when we were in high school straightening shows and stuff. Dude, yeah. oh my god, yeah. straightening our hair. We used to like scream in our songs and stuff, so we thought we just had to straighten our hair. <laughs> and we were, yeah, and it was like sad about everything. We didn't really like have much to be sad about. We had fun, these though. Problems. We had a bunch of fun. Oh, I look yeah. back and I'm, yeah, just, I look back and laugh because life was so serious then. But if you think now, it's like, 
those were the, those were the days, man. Oh yeah, because like like Brittany and I were in a band back when, and like we just recently discovered the picture, like our band pictures from when we were in high school, and we were not in marching band, we were in a rock band, and yeah. the pictures that we had, it's just like oh my god, like we did a shot in my bathroom that was like all neon colors. Like, I was acting like I was going to the bathroom and Brittany was in the shower. Like, what the fuck were we doing? I was in the shower. <laughs> That's funny. We were all, like, standing, uh, like, to our ankles in the lake water in one picture. Yeah. We were, like, standing in the lake like you we were waiting or something. Yeah. Like, it was kind of ridiculous. Oh, my well, God. We put a lot of our old footage in the Everything's Alright video. Yeah. Like, that was all, yeah. obviously, real footage of us. Acting like fools back Which in high school. Also, my favorite of your songs. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah that. same. Oh, yeah. That I one kind of got. We're gonna revamp that one. But see, I'm also one like I play it consistently. It's on our emo night playlist. It's on our like on repeat playlist. And huh. like I know that it's you guys every time it comes on. And then when it comes on, I'm like, God, I really like this song. Like, who is this? And I'm like, Sammy, you're fucking stupid. Like, you know who this is. <laughs> Like every time, awesome. it's just—it's so catchy, and it's the one that we play on emo nights. That everybody's like, "Yo, who is this?" So, it's my favorite, personally. Thank you. Of the stuff that you've done. We just put it back in the set. Yeah, yeah. We were—we had band practice the night before this, and we were going through the set for our, for our release party and stuff like that. Yeah, what songs we play and whatnot. Although I didn't know until just now that there was a music video for it, so now I'm gonna have to go and find that and put that in our YouTube playlist. Please do. Six or seven. We have we have a new one about to come up too for for Never Change that we're releasing. Is that releasing the same time as your new single? Yeah, that is the new single. It's Never Change. We have a music video and dropping a single. Doing a single release party on the twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah, the single is coming out on the 25th, and the music video is going to come out with it. Now, is this from what you can tell us? Let's talk about let's talk about the single. So we've got this single that's coming out on the 25th, song with the music video and everything as well. Is this going to have like a, a an album to follow? Um, kind of. I mean, right now we're focused on putting out uh, singles um, for the music that we already have. Recorded. So we actually have like. Three more tracks that are fully done, mixed and mastered, that we're yet to put out. But we're still yet to record the next project. And that okay. Yeah, that's our next goal is to do a full length. <clears throat> but uh, with a lot with the, the COVID and how that kind of changed uh, social media platforms and music platforms there for a little bit, a lot of bands' focuses and our, and our managers' focus uh, was to just do the single game for a while. To not do too much oversaturation and you know, give away too much, you know what I mean? So, we really like instead of focusing on trying to be consistent uh, and stick, stick on a plan of keeping content coming out, like music, and music videos for those as well. But yeah, we went down to Texas and tracked a um, EP. Yeah, I was going to say the, the whole thing with TikTok and, and like releasing your singles is. That's kind of like your golden ticket when it comes to social media right now is dropping the singles and things on there. Like, uh, prime example, Arrows in Action. They drop their single, Uncomfortably Numb, and they've only been dropping singles and putting a marketing plan in it for those singles, and it's it's skyrocketed them. So it's like... 
Yeah, we're trying to build our fan base still, just like everybody is, obviously. Yeah. We're trying to build our fan base before we just drop 12 songs. Cause, and I think singles and putting out music videos for every single is a good way to consistently do that if you stay consistent about it. Yeah, we're trying to get better at the content game, too, because for the longest time we, you know, we weren't very good at it, and we just thought we could overcompensate with really good music, and really good live shows. Those are super important. It's like the bare minimum to be a good band, but nowadays, people's attention spans are much smaller, and people want to take in more media, so you have to, you have to be willing to put out more content so your fans stick around, because... That's what they want, right? People are on their phone all day. They want to take in the content and see more things. Uh, it's a break from their day, so it's going to be a relaxing thing for them. So we're adjusting. We feel like uh, we're 5,000 years old when we try to do TikToks. But social like, media is hard. Yeah, and our point in our, in, our, in our age group, you know, we've seen the evolution of, of, of the apps, you know what I mean? Like, like we said, MySpace and that. The next thing was Facebook, and everybody was using Facebook as a marketing tool to promote the band. I feel like and Vine, Instagram, Vine was a precursor to this the thing to do <laughs> Instagram, and we were pushing on that a lot, and then now it's TikTok, and now everybody's using that platform. So it's yeah. kind of like you have to kind of have like an inside insider kind of perspective on it, and just kind of you know hop on, hop on the train as it's done. You know what I mean? So to speak. Oh yeah. So, it's, it's cutting and reels and all those trends and some things that I see on TikTok are just like blows my mind how people get that. You you do all that from home, you know, or like maybe like a like a sublet like a app or something that you know you help uh, edit it down and you, you post it to TikTok. And it's, it looks like it's like a short movie, thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because we. We, I mean, we started this podcast a month ago, and just trying to understand the TikTok game and how the TikTok game works is so difficult. Like, if you don't hit the algorithms just right, or learn how to do this, or do that, or post this, or post that, like, it's, you could post an incredible video that you spend four or five hours on, and it get, like, six views, and then you could post one of you falling out of the shower, or tripping over your front step, and it gets millions of views. Like it's usually depends with the, with the with the sounds, with the trends, and with how long the video is. So, like I've heard a lot of times, the videos are like six or seven seconds. Yes. The, the tend to to watch them more. Um, so I, the longer the video is, people swipe. You know what I mean? So just little things like that that I picked up on. Yeah, it's and the certain TikTok followers that that, that are people to use the users that that's their pages that they give you advice on how to catch. Algorithm. Yeah, it's the seven seconds with the really big thing of text on the screen. Text or the background yeah. noise or some stupid trend background challenge that people. Correct, because that's what we did starting out was just the whole seven second thing. I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. It we works, hit, honestly. It works. We hit the algorithm just right on like four or five videos, and I was like, okay, so it does work. Short and sweet, honestly, that's what it is. Because, like he was saying, like people's attention spans are very long. So, if you can catch them right out of the get go and get them to watch for six or seven seconds consistently, I mean, that's that's gotta do something. But then that circles back to Vine because all Vine was was six to seven second videos, and that was a huge thing. Vine was fire, but I was gonna ask you too, what are you publishing the uh first season of the podcast on? 
all major platforms or what? Season one, well, going forward, season one and everything will be on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, YouTube. That's um, what I like to hear. Samsung, Pod Index, Listen Notes, and Google Podcast and RSS. Yeah, I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. Nice. Hey, YouTube as well. Looking so, forward to seeing the first season of this Yeah, so it's and it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of everywhere, plus we're gonna drop it on YouTube, which is why we're doing both audio and video, plus we'll be dropping clips and things on TikTok, that's why we've been doing the announcements and uh, the clips and things. Um, and then we also have started doing um, like one right now we're doing it once a month. Uh, the guys in the band Maybe Someday had suggested that we do like an artist roundtable where we pick yeah, like, one Friday a month and do like a live stream of all the artists. Like, we only have like those to- actors. Yeah. So like what? those actor roundtables on YouTube. Like, yeah. just all of them yeah. kind of back and forth having a conversation. Yeah. Like, networking, collaborating, talking about things, like, just. One big artist roundtable because the one thing that we've discovered and is that we've been talking to so many different bands across the country, both nationally and internationally, across the world of different artists and things. And it's like bands that may be in your backyard that you guys don't know. And same for them. It'd be a way for you guys to connect where like if you're touring or something and need a place to crash, they're like, hey, you can crash our place. Or, hey, if you need something, it's like we're creating this community and one thing that Devin said um, that I think is really cool is because he's been doing the song reviews on lives and making the videos and stuff like that is like he's doing the song reviews thing whereas he's focusing on like the technical aspects while we're focusing on the artists and like together we're making like this unstoppable supportive music community and I was like you know what Devin you a smart man you a very smart man that was the best way to put that have you guys um, ever checked out a um, pizza, pizza, uh, hot pizza podcast? Hot pumpkin pizza. Our buddy uh, Jake, Jake Lamore, does it. He's had a bunch of really, really good guys on here. It's great. You should check them out. Pop, you said it's pop pumpkin pizza? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah it's really, uh, a good friend of ours. We grew up in the scene with him. Um, but we, did, we did an interview with him. Sure. About three or four months ago, and okay. he's had all kinds of people—people people that are from the, our town as well as people online from other bands. I think he did an interview with um, Stan Atlantic uh, a while back, and all kinds of other people. Stan Atlantic is incredible. Side note: Yeah, their new stuff, their new single, their new stuff that's coming out. So good. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's 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 really unique and different. That's for sure. Like, it's got. They did a song with Royal and the Serpent that is Yeah. So the girl Yeah. Uh, the her singing and it's it's actually cool to hear her sing. Like with her like I wasn't I would would never have guessed that. Royal the Serpent's also a very interesting artist. Like Mm -hmm. she brings a different I think a different aspect to the scene as well. And it's so good. Yeah, and how that food is first came out. Well, guys, we are coming up on the hour mark for the interview. 
Sweet, right? That one. And then he's a video of the guy just standing there in his underwear or something. Yeah. And they're jamming. And like, really weird black and white video. What? And she has, like, blacked out contact lenses, I think. And she's like, I think that's a different group. <laughs> Think, am I thinking of the same person? It's, no. a, it's a guy. I don't know what you're talking about. No, anymore. that's the ant word. <laughs> who am I thinking of? The ant word. Really? Yeah. Well, who? No, who are we trying? Who are we talking? Royal and Serpent. Know. Royal. Yeah. She's a she's a female artist. Yeah. Too much Kush. She sings the song called Overwhelmed. Oh, well, oh yeah, you're way off. Yeah, I guess I am way off. Sorry, I could have swore that because there's Sorry, listeners. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. We were all talking about a whole different thing, thinking it was the same person. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what it's about. Educate, educate me on different music and things like that. The Ant Word, though, that song, I, I got free tickets to that once. I had no clue what they. did. The Ant Word sings that song that I think I, I think you're freaky <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I think you freaky. Thought they're all Someone gave me tickets to their concert. We didn't know the kind of music they played. And uh-huh. Interesting. She's also the one that has the really short bangs. Yeah. I don't know if you. Could, yeah, it's like they like stick up. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God! All right, guys. Well, we're up on the hour mark for the podcast interview and everything. But again, we wanted to thank you guys a lot for coming to hang out with us. Um, I know you guys have a really busy schedule. You've got a lot of exciting things that are happening and that are coming. You've got your new single coming out on the 25th, um, new music video, as well as eventually there'll be new, even more music coming out. We don't have a whole lot of information on that yet. But even still, a lot of exciting things from you guys. Um, Devin has said a whole lot of things about you guys, and I know I've said that multiple times, but he definitely was not wrong. You guys are awesome. Um, so thank you guys again for hanging out with us, spending time with us, um, and we're really excited to have you guys back again. Just know that if you ever need anything from us, let us know. We're here. Um, if there's anything we can do for you guys, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to do that. We play your music all the time now, so we're going to continue to do that. But if there's anything that we can do outside of that, please let us know. But... Uh, Keep the podcast going. It's awesome to see yeah. two new uh, people start something because I know it takes kind of a leap of faith to do something like that. We all understand that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you sound great, and you know, looking forward to season one and keep it going for sure. Well, thank you. We're, I mean, we're thank you guys for also taking the chance on us, being that we haven't released our first season yet. Um, I know that's kind of a big risk all the way around. So we really appreciate you guys for doing that and having that faith in us too. That. That makes us feel like what we're doing is actually worth it and keep going. No, so. it's awesome. The two strong, you know, women these days, too, are doing podcasts like back and forth. Because we're really, really, really have out there, too, in the, in the in this kind of scene, you know. Yeah, we do good. I'm going to have to deflate my head before the night's over. That's fine. <laughs> You're making no, it, me blush. <laughs> yeah. Great meeting you guys. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Elder Emo Hours podcast. We've had the guys on here from Blueprint. Uh, 
please yeah. make sure you go and check them out on all social media platforms. Check them out on Apple Music. Check them out on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, all of the things. And if you go to check them out, please tell them that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Blueprint. Blueprint.